New study from Western universities, uh, pretty interesting, shows that university students who are regularly vaping wanted to cut back on vaping after they learned about the threat the habit could pose to their health. The study involved showing undergraduate students, uh, again, who were regular vapors, an eight-minute video that featured healthcare professionals and just people who used to vape talking about uh, the risks, talking about the research behind it all. So the other group involved in this was just shown a video about nutrition rather than this video warning of uh, the risks. Uh, Vaping is particularly uh, concerning right now. It's quite popular among youth. Stats Canada has uh, reported that uh, for those 15 to 19, 29% of vape in this country. Uh, For those 20 to 24, about half of the population have at least tried it. The study was conducted by Ph.D. candidate Babak Salmani and health sciences professor uh, Harry Papavices. Babak Salmani joins us now to talk about this. Uh, Appreciate the time today. Hi, Devin. Can you hear me there? I can hear you. Appreciate the time. No problem. I appreciate uh, the, the summary there. Um, yeah. yeah, I think you really hit the points in terms of vaping prevalence in Canada, unfortunately, um, and especially how it affects those that are from a younger population. You know, specifically that we see it now more so in those aged 15 to about 24, but definitely in our population as well, that the 18 to 24 range is it's pretty stagnant. When when it comes to vaping in general, there's not a ton of research out there. It's relatively new. There is research out there, but is that one of the reasons why you wanted to look into this? This is almost kind of like untapped uh, territory a little bit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if we take a look back at traditional cigarettes, really, over the past 60 years, so we saw that it was really popular um, in the 1940s, and it obviously started to down de- sort of slow down um, over the next 30 years or so, and so we're going to see a similar trend here with vaping devices, especially when it comes to its perceptions of harm. So you mentioned a little bit about Health Canada surveys in, in 2019. There was actually another survey as well that looked at those that were vapors and those that were non-vapors. And they found that amongst those that were vapors, 60% thought that they were less harmful than cigarettes. And amongst those that were non-vapors, um, 64% thought that they were equally harmful or just or just didn't know. And so that pattern of, of divergence in the perceptions of its actual harm is, is very dangerous. And, um, and this survey study was found to be consistent across all age groups as well. And a big point with vaping compared to cigarettes is the amount of nicotine that's within these devices. So a traditional cigarette can have anywhere between, let's say, 8 to 20 milligrams, about 12 on average, um, in terms of its concentration of nicotine. But a vaping pod or a vaping device contain anywhere up to 40. So you can just see the level of disparity in terms of the amount of nicotine and therefore the addictiveness of these types of devices is really dangerous for sure. There's a lot of interesting components about the study to me. I mean, number one, uh, the eight-minute video. I mean, that's not a long video. Are you surprised that's all it took in some cases for people to realize some of the dangers? Yeah, um, I mean... The big part of that video, not necessarily the length, but I think it's the first time that individuals were able to see from not only healthcare professionals the negative effects of vaping behavior, but also what we wanted to do was um, provide narrative from those that were from a similar age group who had suffered negative health effects. So being able to hear that you don't have to be, you know, let's say from an older population to to feel the negative health effects of vaping. And it doesn't just take 
you know, months or years of use. It can be even just one use. It can be, it can happen when you're 18 years old and you can suffer from a collapsed lung. You can suffer from pneumonia. Um, there's more research coming out as well that's showing it's, it's continued use is associated with brain damage, um, you know, some cases lung disease. So it's a pretty scary thought when we look at it. And I think when we, when we look at the trend of vaping behavior, hopefully we see a decline while this information and education continues to come out. But uh, the regulation from Public Health Canada needs to get better. Um, the regulation and implementation of these types of educational interventions need to be put into public schools, need to be put into clinics as well. And I think from there on, we'll see a popular trend in the reduction of the behavior overall. I'm, I'm interested in as well in the fact that, you know, vaping is relatively new. I mean, there's a lot of vices people have, it, whether it be smoking cigarettes, drinking, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, eating all sorts of different items that we know are unhealthy, but do them anyway. Vaping being relatively new, does that kind of factor into this where people are a bit more open to maybe the concerns of a certain act, in this case, vaping? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So again, as we see, you know, this this new behavior kind of coming to fruition in society, and um, we've seen stores pop up in the city of London, Ontario, um, they're continuing to become more popular in cities like Toronto that are larger as well. But the biggest difference is um, because cigarettes has been, along for so, been around for so long or alcohol has been around for so long, we know what the negative health effects are. Um, we know what the effects are. If you reduce that behavior, we know what the positive effects can be. We don't really know that for vaping yet. We don't really know, you know, if you vape for three, four years and you immediately stop. There hasn't been research done to show that there's actual positive benefits of that behavior, at least not immediately. But we do know that there's negative effects associated with the, the continuation of that behavior. So although we don't know what happens specifically if you stop right away after a month of use, we do know that um, it has a high level of addictiveness. And we do know that with its continued use, there, are, there unfortunately are um, negative health effects that come with that as well. Is there anything that this uh, research could lead to for you? For myself, um, you know, it's it's really just continuing to play my part as a, as an academic. Um, I do teach at the university at Western, uh, and so that's that's a big part of why I love to do this research to be able to contact or have personal contact with those students, um, have their perspective on it as well. And we have a few RAs that worked on this project, and a few RAs that work with me now in my current research. And it's really good to to get a younger perspective on not only these devices but also their perspective on how it's being marketed. You know, when we look at the, the variety of these types of devices and how they're targeting young adults, specifically right now, those in high school, unfortunately. And so when you're so, so, when you're so susceptible to any behavior, um, it's just it's tough to see that that behavior is one such as alcohol, smoking, or in this case, vaping. It's quite yeah. interesting. I appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Yeah, Devin, you as well. Thank you. That's a PhD candidate, uh, Babak Salmani, a co-author of a study that showed personal stories of health risks got students to stop vaping.